You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words? Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Happy Black History Month, y'all. This year, we're excited to be celebrating Black History Month in partnership with Xfinity. Black stories and perspectives, both on screen and behind the scenes deserve year-round appreciation. Black History Month creates an opportunity to celebrate artists and films through the ages. That's why Xfinity is sharing a curated collection of black independent films to celebrate our history, representation, and storytelling. This month, just say Black Experience into your Xfinity voice remote to see a collection of independent black films like no other. Because who tells the story makes a difference. Learn more at Xfinity.com forward slash black experience. Xfinity, where black history is always on. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie, and this episode is hosted by Ryan. We are pleased to present to you actor, director, Cameras Johnson, who is known as Batwing on the CW series Batwoman. Cameras Johnson is a true multi-hyphenate, best known for starring as Luke Fox, a.k.a. Batwing, in the CW HBO Max series Batwoman, which is currently shooting season three. He also recently directed episode 311. His other TV credits include recurring roles on David Gordon Green's Hulu series There's Johnny, Netflix's Luke Cage, and the FXX short form series Oh Jerome. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring host Ryan and guest Cameras Johnson. Welcome to the Black Girl Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm not even going to pose this as a question. I'm just going to say right now, you need to be watching <laughs> season three of Batwoman. Like, I'm not even going to ask a question. I already know you You guys are riding with the series. You've been going from the jump. But you know what? I have a special episode today for you guys that I know have been riding because, you know, my guest today, he took a break from, you know, saving Batwoman from almost freezing to death. You know, he was trying to break into the Joker's laptop. So, you know, he took a little bit of time to go where no hero has dared to go, or maybe a few heroes have gone he went into directing so he's here today for this episode to kind of break it down and talk to us i'm talking about Batwing, aka cameras johnson how you doing cameras i'm so good i love that intro how you doing i'm doing so good it's so cool to talk to Batwing. how are you doing listen going from the last from season from last season getting an intro do you feel like a badass in this suit like every time you put it on 
literally every single time i don't think it's it gets any less cool i always find one moment when i'm wearing it and i i'll be on set every day i'll just be sitting there and be like i'm a super i'm a superhero this is crazy yeah that's <laughs> like, dope <I've, laughs> this, and it's also like one of the coolest suits that i've ever seen they really put in some extra work on this thing it is mm. very heavy it is very tight but it is worth every little knot in my back right now <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say, like, what has that like? Because you've given us a little bit of it. But what's that jump been like? You know, just, you know, us, us starting out just knowing just Luke Fox and everybody's right. like, you know, and then when you went through like, you know, they was putting your boy Luke through it like last season. I was like, oh, my goodness. So we got to the I was like, they are not getting ready to do that on the show. They are not getting ready to bring that in there. Yeah. So that's so cool to do that jump. Yeah, go ahead. Go into it. No, it's been awesome. Like I, I asked Caroline Drees about Batwing literally day one, like at the table read before we shot anything. I was like, so Batwing, that's happening, right? And she was like, yeah, it's going to come eventually. <laughs> so I've been waiting for Batwing to come. And it's been so cool to get to put that suit on because, you know, Luke basically lives in the Batcave. Like he is there 24-7. Most scenes are me behind the computer. So when I get to put that suit on and go out into the field and fight some crime, it is freaking awesome i mean it feels like i'm playing two different characters completely sometimes like i really really enjoy it so the more that i get to be out there beating people up the better <laughs> and you know not only is it fun now seeing you kick people's butt it's so cool but also what is interesting here is he's almost in a war sometimes with the suit because of his dad it's true, yeah you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. it's so it's so interesting to play that and um you know in the twist too from the comics where he doesn't get to build the suit with his dad so what's that yeah, been like for you to explore too. that in that way it's been cool. Yeah. Like, cause we have such an interesting new take on it. Um, it's been really fun. I mean, like, I, I really like that we're, we're constantly connecting him to his dad. Cause there's always something there. And I love that we're sort of soon coming to a head with that because I think that he needs to sort of learn how to grow without, you know, he, he needs to learn how to grow on his own. Like there's been this heavy weight on his shoulders for so long of his dad passing away and he kind of blaming himself. He's mourning, but now his dad's AI is back in his life. So it felt like his dad is back, but then his dad was gone again because of him and he fixed it. Yeah. His dad came back and then it got stolen and now it's back. So like he's constantly trying to find this relationship, mold this relationship with his dad and this AI. And it's while interesting, I think we also need to see how Luke can grow on his own. I think we need to see who he is by himself, you know, who, who he is and how he can become a hero truly um, and ground himself in that role. So yeah, it's it's been a really fun journey um, with him and his dad in every season because we've had different versions of it. Because one of my favorite scenes ever was, I think last season when he's so, sort of stuck in purgatory and he's talking to Bruce mm, Wayne and, yeah. and his dad is, yeah, like that, there's so much richness to this relationship. So we've dove into it in so many different ways. It'll be really interesting to see if and when Luke can sort of grow on his own and what that looks like. Well, you know, speaking of growth, though, you know, you coming in directing uh, season three, episode 11 um, called Broken Toys. Mm -hmm. uh, spoiler alert, by the way, for you guys, if you got to pause it and, you know, watch it come back. Um, <laughs> but you had a you had such a dope like father, you know, son suit moment. Were you were you trying to were you like, OK, I have to get this in there to show that Luke is finally owning like, hey, I am a hero. I'm going to go through these bumps and everything and, you know, and get his dad's approval. Absolutely. Like, I, I love how they wrote that that moment towards the end of the episode. But I also wanted to add, like, 
since we've seen this AI relationship for so long in the season, I wanted to add that sort of sub, that that father son fun because like it is so like silly. Like he's like talking to his dad like he's really there, and he's like yeah yeah or whatever. Like yeah yeah. Like it's very <laughs> it's very fun because it's it's like how I talk to my parents, right? So I really love that moment because we truly see how much his dad and this AI means to him, although he's talking to a talking head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. But it's still yeah. that cool, you, that sentimental moment where you like you get lost in it like it's so done it's, it's performed so well written so well that you kind of get lost and you forget oh he's he's talking to the helmet right it's AI, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no, that truly means a lot like i i liked how intimate that that um that room was that we were in and i want to shoot it in a way where we sort of look through the glass on the outside and we see him sort of roll in the chair across the room so that we see just how fun and playful they are together and you know what? Okay. Speaking of fun and playful, we got to get into these fight scenes that you hey. had to direct. And then these, oh my gosh, I love this season. Can I just say that enough? Like the way to see this like beautiful melanin on the screen kicking butt hey. is so dope. Thank um, you. But okay, so we got to talk about, let's get to the villains here a little bit, right? So uh-huh. you brought back Victor's ass and we got this badass scene where I love when Ryan is not in the Batwoman costume sometimes and she gets to fight. Like she gets it's to show so that awesome. martial arts technique what was shooting mm-hmm. that like and bringing you know that character victor's ass back for a little bit we're like oh god like who you trying to cut up now what's gonna happen <laughs> who's not gonna survive to the end of the episode man alex morph is one of the best actors i've ever worked with and ever met i just love that man so much and we've been friends ever since the last time he was here so when i learned that victor's ass was in this episode not only was i stoked because he's one of the best if not the best batman a guest star villain from the past season man mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I get to direct him. I get to work with him. I get to see how crazy and weird and scary he's going to be. And he was so scary, but also hilarious in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So he was so funny. So I love getting to work with him. And man, that fight scene was awesome. Like I, I think our stunt team is one of the best stunt teams on the planet. Like I truly am in awe of the things that they can do. And what they did with that fight scene was incredible. And I, I love that you brought up this action because action is like my thing. Like when it comes to me writing comic books, I love writing action panels because I just see them so so clearly in my head. So that one fight that you brought up, um, the, the, there's the fight where uh, Batwoman is fighting with Alice and Mary and Batwing is fighting with Sophie. And mm, yeah. what's funny is that I that fight was not actually supposed to look exactly like that. It was written that there was sort of two fights happening, but it was mainly about the Batwoman, Alice, and and Mary fight. So I asked my stunt team, I was like, so we'll tell, we'll tell the writers a little later, but uh, can we maybe add a Batwing Sophie moment so we can sort of intertwine the two fights so it kind of seems like one huge cast Batwoman fight scene happening in two different rooms at the same time and he was like uh heck yeah so the he choreographed it in this beautiful way where we just intertwine from Batwoman and the girls over to Sophie and Luke back to them like it, it kept doing this really cool thing that flipped back and forth and I had so much fun directing that because it looked so awesome so yeah, man, the, the action in this scene, I'm sorry, the action in this episode is out of this world. Yeah, and that moment too, like when one of the guys, like one of the crew rolls in, like you kick, he gets his butt kicked, he rolls in and you guys flip to the other scene. It's so uh, dope. Like to see that you. transition. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, like like mouth open, just losing control. <laughs> so cool in the scene. Um, Because I love those moments because it shows that, you know, you know, we got Batwoman. She's the helm of it. She's going to protect her crew. She's going to protect the Bat team, but they can also handle themselves. And I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And shout out to Marshall and Kim, our freaking 
and killer uh, are basically king and queen of the stunt team on Batwoman because when I gave them the vision of what I wanted transitioning between the two, they really got creative and gave me really awesome transitions like that. And I think they worked so beautifully. Now, give us the BTS a little bit on this. How does this work? Okay, you've been here, we know, since season one. Do you get to pick an episode that you want to direct or how does like, did you know that this was going to be the episode you're going to direct? I didn't know. So basically in order for me to direct, I had to get um, on paper, which episode I was going to get way early. So Caroline gave me episode 11 way before we even shot the season. Um, and that way I could go through, you know, the uh, go through my training with the, the directors go to America and things like that. Um, so I don't even know. I mean, I assume that she kind of knew what was going to happen in 311, but right. I'm not truly sure if she did. And I was really surprised and honored because when I, when I saw that I was doing 311 of 13, I was like, that's pretty late in the season. So I, I feel like that's going to have a lot of awesome stuff to direct because there's going to be so many things to do in that episode. And I didn't know what it was going to be about until a couple of weeks before I prepped or maybe like a week before I started prepping. And when I read it, I was like, oh, you wrote this for me <laughs> because you <laughs> all know that Joker is my favorite episode. And this is a Joker episode. Yes, it, it is. Awesome. So, yeah. And they also I think they know that I'm also close to Alex and I got to cast a really awesome actor that I'm a fan of as Kiki Roulette. Like they gave me some of the best scenes of the show, I think. And I really got to play and go crazy with it. So I feel I felt honored to have this episode specifically. Yeah, you you guys went in, the cast went in on this. Um, and speaking of Kiki Roulette and just having that um uh Joker, uh Kiki Roulette, the Joker moment there in the in the um in the, the toy bunker. shop, yeah, mm -hmm. in the bunker. What was that like trying to put that together? And then the line, like I love when he said they said you should never meet your heroes. And then mm -hmm. that little twist on that. And I was, I was nervous. I was like, oh my, <laughs> oh my God. Cause he does like the smile and I don't know. It just ups, it just ups to like a whole other level. <laughs> it was a dream come true. I, if you saw any of the Joker toys in there, those are mostly me. I am such a big Joker nerd. When I read that, I went to my prop team and was like, I want a bloody pencil. <laughs> I want a crowbar. <laughs> I want this. I want that. Like I, I asked for literally somewhere between 12 and 20 props. And yo, she, he, uh, Paxton is the name of our um, incredible props master. He yeah. made all of them. He made what? everything that I asked That's for. Crazy. He had these chattering teeth. He had the, the razor sharp Joker cards. Like he went crazy. He made freaking everything that I wanted. And he even made like this obscure Joker reference of a, of a fish with red lips on it from an old comic book. He even put that in there. Like he made everything. I, it made me so, so, so happy. And Judy Reyes, who plays Kiki, I've been a fan of her like since Scrubs. I think she is hilarious. I think she's the vet. I think she's a legend. I think she's so good. And what's funny is the character wasn't really written um, like her, but I didn't care. I was like, that's who I want because I know that she'd come in and turn this character into something new and interesting and, and, and dire and crazy because if Kiki isn't super interesting, I feel like this episode might fall a little flat because she is kind of like this weird new voice, yep. this new life to the, to the show. And she crushed it. She is such a phenomenal actor, which we all know already. But man, she is funny. And she made that camera her own. She's a scene stealer. She's amazing. So yeah, everything about the Joker bunker, I was the most excited about that scene. Because the first thing I thought when I read that was not only am I going to add every Joker prop I can think of, but I want this to be in purple and green light everywhere. So it was really fun that I got to do that. Ooh, and it was just the fire too, like the hey. just the the grittiness. You know what I mean? In Thank the scene you. where you're like, you're so nerd. Like I'm so nervous as a fan. Like these two <laughs> together. Oh my gosh. 
And when they start laughing, it's just, it's such like a, I don't know. You're just going to be on the edge of your seat, you guys. You got to like keep this train going and watch this and check this out. And I'm so glad you brought up the laughs too, because the Joker laugh is so important to me because it's one of the the coolest things about the character. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of his staples. So I told Nick, I was like, listen, bro, I loved your jerker laugh. I love the jerker laugh. I'm going to make you laugh in as many scenes as possible. Like as many scenes that make sense. So in the edit, we can cut one or two if we need, but I want there to be some jerker laughs in this because you were getting unhinged, like you were coming for blood and I want the audience to love it, but also feel a little creeped out by it. And man, he brought it. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, he and so did. did Kiki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They brought it. I was definitely creeped out. I was like, you, he pulls you in where you like, do I trust this guy? Mm, no, he started laughing again. So no, I really don't trust them. So yeah, Nick was bringing it here. By the way, I gotta say you guys are, I saw you guys doing crunches on set. So like, you know, villains and heroes, like it's hardcore out on this set. Like I saw y'all you know like, you know, working out and everything. Exactly. Like I, I had a, I had a scene coming up that I had to prep for, and it, that's just my boy. Like we just like he works out all the time. I don't work out super often, so I was like, it would help if you could just be there and make me, you know, work out, and it'll make you work out, and it also do like it's a way to to kill time in between scenes. So yeah, we we did some stuff uh, every every day that we were shooting. Um, uh, what scene was that? The uh, the club scene with the masks, the, the, the party scene, uh, we were just mm-hmm. try finding different workouts that we could do. And speaking of that, speaking of that week and Nick, me and Nick Cregan, we laughed <laughs> so much that week. That man is hilarious. Now I crack jokes all day on set, but I did not expect that man to keep up and make me laugh so much. We were cracking jokes all day. I love that dude. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something that they're not cracking jokes about, but will be the talk of this episode that you got to do this. You got to talk about the wild more moment. Oh, you got to yeah. talk about the oh, M moment. The fact yeah. that you got to be a part of this, like I'm just seeing all the tweets and everything coming to you when it's, ep- uh-huh. you know, like it's going to, it's going to be crazy. Like you got just, you know, whatever you want to say about it. I'm just giving you the floor. Cause that's the scene everybody was waiting for. Absolutely. I mean, I was very honored that 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 Warner Brothers, CW, Caroline Drees, our showrunner, Greg Berlanti, Sarah Schechter, and the actors that they all trusted me to do this. Um, it's such a huge pivotal moment of the series, of the season, of their characters, of the show. It's just it was such a big moment, and I felt very very honored that I got a chance to do it. So I just want to make sure that it was done right. I mean, there's so many. There's so many times where these these sort of intimate scenes can be uncomfortable for the actor. They can be weird. So I wanted to make sure that they were as comfortable and had as much fun as possible. So I kept communication with them, um, you know, weeks ahead of time in person over the phone. I had a storyboard artist draw the scene so that we all knew what it was going to look like. There was no surprises. We had intimacy coordinators come to set so that everybody knew what was going to make them look good and feel good. And my biggest thing about this scene was letting them know that they just should have fun. Because the thing about these romantic scenes that often happen on camera is one reason they can be awkward for actors is because they're taken so seriously. Like they are, I I think Mm -hmm. when it comes to romantic scenes, people think like it's time to turn up the romance. And it's like, well, if you're being romantic, you don't have to put on romance. Like it's already romantic. What makes romance sometimes more romantic and more realistic and more grounded and easier to shoot is having fun because that's what you do oftentimes when you're being romantic is you're giggling and you're laughing and you're cracking jokes and you're awkward and you're you're clumsy and you're weird about it. But but that's the fun of it is finding each other, is 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 enjoying each other's presence, is is figuring it out together, not taking it so seriously that it, it's awkward and you're adding all this extra pressure on it. So I let them know, like, find moments to giggle, find moments to smile, find moments to to be awkward and, and make it 
real, make it fun, make it, this is your first time doing this. And they really found that they really found these lovely moments of, of fun, of laughter, of silliness. And it just makes the romance that much more interesting to watch. So yeah, I really enjoy working with them and they are warriors. They really put in their all on this, especially when it comes to like the COVID testing that they had to do and all that other stuff, just to make sure everyone was safe. They did an incredible job and I cannot wait for people to see it. Yeah, it's going to be, this is a cool moment. I know people are going to be talking about this and I cannot wait to see where it goes. Such a cool mm-hmm. relationship. All right, I can talk to you all day about this episode. I know you got to go, <laughs> so let me wrap real quick. But I want to do one thing here because you're so creative and I want to keep people a little sneak here. The mm-hmm. um, She Dreams uh, at Sunrise, a short film that yes. you have going out. Can you give them like a little teaser, talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, she Dreams at Sunrise is a new animated show that I made with Tribeca Studios, Procter & Gamble, and uh, Saturday Morning, and is actually recently nominated for an NAACP Image Award, which is pretty incredible. Um, long story short, I was my great aunt's caretaker back in the day, and I have always wanted to make a story based off of that. This story is about a, an elderly woman stuck in a mundane reality who escapes her reality through her dreams, and how her great nephew has to help connect her to what she's truly missing. It's sort of a take on what I went through. Uh, my aunt would hallucinate, and I would have to sort of ground her and bring her back to reality. And this is a version of that, a little more heartwarming, but still pulling on those heartstrings. And it's sort of my what-if story. And I, 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 I don't I don't want to explain what that means because it's sort of a spoiler to the end of the short, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was it was such an incredible experience to finally tell some version of the story. And the fact that they trusted me to make this short in the time allotted, we only had about eight to 10 weeks to make it was amazing. And oh my gosh, like we also had to make sure the film was exactly, at least that the film, the story itself of the film was exactly eight minutes and 46 seconds so that we could honor George Floyd. So there's just so much love in this film and i cannot thank them all and my animators at double plus productions i can't thank them all enough for making this with me and i can't wait for more people to get a chance to see it oh yeah this is cool yeah i can't wait to check it out cameras thank you so much it's been so much fun to dive into this episode with you oh thank you so much thanks for having me this is great and you guys better go check out season three of batwoman right now get your app out <laughs> right go. now that's right go <laughs> <laughs> don't miss it <laughs> thanks again cameras i appreciate it thank you talk next time the Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.